Hey guys, it's Dave Figueroa here, back again with another episode. And today I have Jay Williams. He's a successful mindset coach and entrepreneur. He helps uh, people get through their their uh, their mental blocks in their lives and helps them achieve success, whether through income and through or through motivation. So Jay, welcome on the show. Yeah, great to great to be here. Excited to have a conversation about what is such an important topic and often in many entrepreneurs in particular uh, an overlooked topic so yeah excited to talk about it um so to kind of start out how did you get into uh mindset coaching what's the backstory behind it yeah so i got into uh mindset coaching i was i I used to serve in the air force Uh, i was in the air force for nine years and at the time, I was working as an IT and telecommunications um, technician. And at the time when I was uh, about to leave the Air Force, I found myself in a place where I was not really challenged. I was pretty bored. I was unfulfilled. And to give you kind of perspective, I was sat in an office for 12 hours a day and I'd probably get like more four, four or five phone calls and probably one of them would be a wrong number. And it's safe to say that my personality, which is high energy, I like to help people, I like to learn, I want to grow, wasn't best suited to that particular job. But that was what was happening in the daytime. In the evening, I was DJing, I was playing out in bars, I was playing in clubs, and I was just like lighting up the place. And it's the thing that was making me feel so alive. And I started to ask myself, how can I live these like two separate lives? It was such contrast where I was bored, unchallenged, unfulfilled. But then this other world where I was inspiring people, I was making a difference in people's lives. It was high energy. It was just so aligned with who I was as a person. And I started to ask questions of like, is this really what I want through the Air Force? And, you know, what else do I want? And the truth is, I didn't know what I wanted. So I made a decision that I was going to leave the Air Force uh, against my parents' better judgment, apparently. They thought I was crazy. Uh, I left a, a safe career with, you know, I was getting paid good money. I had everything provided for me. And I decided that I was initially going to move to Ibiza. I was going to go and DJ in Ibiza in Spain. <laughs> and just like many uh, true stories, along came a girl. I met a girl. I fell in love with a girl. And at the same time, a business opportunity was presented to me to start my very own online business. Now, I never started a business in my life. I was clueless. I was really naive. But I was looking online and lots of people were saying, hey, you can start your own online business and there's raining cash and there's people in their Ferraris and there's people in their big houses saying, make easy money online, get rich quick kind of thing. That was the... Anything, anything to bait you, right? That's all they did. Anything to kind of convince you to, hey, you should do this, you should do that. Uh, but I, and you like you try to research and you ask them what relevant, what relevant sources or information do you have, and then they just come up with some crazy excuse to try to say, oh, we do this, but you're like, where's the information? And you try to pry out of them, but they don't give it to you, right? Yeah, one hundred percent, and it, it's. It, I think there's uh, two sides to that. Um, and the, the one is like, you're responsible for doing your own due diligence, right? And if you can't get it out there, then you're the one that makes the decision. So you have to be accountable for your own decisions. But for me, I got into an online business and 
I started uh, working really hard and I was just energy. I was just like, I'm going to do everything you tell me. I loved it. I was learning. I was growing. But I found myself consistently chasing the money. And I kept on hitting these like ceilings where I would create quite a lot of income. But then I'd just be like, I'm just not enjoying it. I'm bored. And this thing kept on coming up for me of being unfulfilled. But I didn't really know what I wanted. I didn't know what was going to make me fulfill me. So then I started an e-commerce business, uh, run that for a couple of years, turned that into multiple six figures. Again, the money theme. And I, again, I was just like, I'm just not enjoying this. And along the way, I found myself creating videos. I started a YouTube channel, put 6,000 subscribers on that. And I loved what I was doing with that because I was helping people, I was educating people, I was inspiring people. And I started to notice these patterns that whenever I focused on the money, I didn't really enjoy it. I got bored quickly. But whenever I was helping people or I was growing or I was learning, then it's something that really fulfilled me. And so I started to explore this as many people started to say, maybe you should become a coach. Maybe you should become a trainer of some kind. And so throughout this period of exploring my my challenges. I, I attended things like Tony Robbins, the full suite of his product, Landmark Forum. I hired coaches. I did transformational leadership programs to really understand myself on a deeper level. What was getting in my way? What was stopping me from taking it to the next level? And what was stopping me from uh, really enjoying the work that I was doing? And eventually it did lead to coaching where I trained to be a NLP coach, a life coach, and started working with businessmen and entrepreneurs all around the world to help them to basically get out their own way. Because for me, one of the things I was seeing was that there was lots of people struggling, but not actually saying they're struggling <laughs> because they wanted to put on this mask, this image that they had everything figured out. And a lot of the guys I would speak to, I'd ask them, hey, how's things going? And it didn't matter if their business was failing, their wife hated them, their kids hated them, life absolutely sucked. They would still say the same thing. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm good. And I could see that this was the very thing that was getting in the way of them creating the level of success that they wanted from actually getting the support that they needed. So that's when I started leading by example and sharing my entrepreneurial journey and the challenges that I'd faced. And that started to encourage other men and give other men permission to actually open up and talk about the challenges that they were facing. So I could then go on to support them and help them to accelerate their growth in their business, accelerate their success, and more importantly, have more fulfillment in what they're doing. Right. You know, I have to, um, I have to commend you for really getting into this kind of field because I feel like us as, you know, as, as men and as males, um, we tend to not really show when we're vulnerable. We tend to, like you said, we tend to mask it. So we tend to kind of like find any kind of excuse in the book, find something else to do to kind of get our mind off of it and not really be honest with ourselves and how we feel, you know, and that's something that you are trying to work on and improve is I feel like in some sort of way, it's your self-image, you know, your self-esteem. You're, you're definitely working on that. And I definitely 
commend you for it. And we need more people like you in this world. Yeah, it's, it's a big challenge and it's a big problem. And you really have to look at the root cause of that problem. The root cause of the problem is that we're constantly conditioned growing up. We're treated differently, whether you're boy or girl. Uh, boys are encouraged to show certain emotions. I remember growing up as a kid, I used to play a lot of football or soccer, as you guys will know it. And my dad would be like, one of the first things he used to say in a game was hit him. And what he meant by that was be aggressive in the yeah, challenge. Exactly. And be so intense. Naturally, I could see that I was allowed to be aggressive. I was allowed to be that kind of guy. But my dad did not show sadness. He did not show, he wasn't a soft guy. Like, naturally, he didn't show. I know underneath he was, but as a child, he, he, I didn't see that. And it's not about words, it's about actions, right? And so I was constantly conditioned that you're allowed to show these emotions over here, but not these emotions over here. And in some instances, punished for showing these emotions over here. So constantly being conditioned on what emotions I can express and what I can't, because to show those emotions is to be weak. We need to be strong as men. And I think that the message that we're constantly getting hit with is that is what a man actually looks like. But then women say, I want a guy to be vulnerable with me. <laughs> and the guy's like, holy shit, I'm not being vulnerable. I get punished for it. There's pain associated with that. And then the other exactly. component is if you're in a group of guys, and me in the military in particular, there is no room for vulnerability. Guys will ridicule you. They will judge you. They will laugh at you. If you're, you start even talk about your feelings, they're like, what's wrong with you, you pussy? Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's crazy, right? And so we're constantly conditioned in this way. And so that is the really the root cause of the problem. But it's the very thing that if we're all being really honest, we all want to feel loved. We all want to feel like we belong. We all want a bloody happy life and a joyous life. We're only here once. But it's the very thing that gets in the way. And so that's why I get so passionate about helping people to work through this stuff, because it's this stuff. It's nothing to do with the marketing tactic or the strategy that's really driving your success. It's everything that's going on in here and in here. Exactly. I mean, I personally, I work with kids. I work with middle school kids here in Florida. I'm a, I'm an assistant middle school teacher. I was an assistant middle oh, school wow. teacher and I real and having that experience for four years, I've noticed how kids these days ridicule other kids so bad because of the way that they speak, the way that they dress, the way that they talk, even, even physical and intellectual disabilities. It's, it's such a, it's, it's disheartening really. And, you know, that's when it really starts when from, like you said, from a young age, if you're constantly being, you know, berated negatively uh, every single day, and you grow up in a negative environment too, then that's all you know. And, and sometimes it takes that strong figure to come in their lives and say, okay, you've dealt with negativity all your life, but now it's time that you can change it. You can change your outcome. You can change the path that you want to take. So I'm an, I'm an advocate now and I advocate for kids with disabilities and anybody that needs advocating and I try to teach them that 
if you can, if by little by little, you can try to be more positive, then, then eventually people will follow. And that's, that's what I've, what I feel like you're doing, you know, you're, yeah. you're doing your own, your own way of bringing that motivation, that positivity in their lives. Yeah, 100%. And you're so it's really, it really has nothing to do with the other kids. And that's the, the, the honest thing here. It really has nothing to do with the other men and women. It has everything to do with you and how you perceive what is happening in any situation. And I love the quote that we, um, we don't see the world the way the world is. We see the world the way we are. And if we understand that, and I unpack that a little bit, if we just think for a second, it's like going back to a, I think it was a science lesson where we have input, process, output. Right now, there is 11 billion bits of data coming into your mind every single second. So that's input. You're receiving data about what is going on in my background, this map blind here, my voice, you're sensing it, you're feeling it. There's lots of stuff, lots of data being input into your mind. Now, what's happening is you have a set of beliefs, a lens, if you like, a set of glasses on how you see the world. This is based on your upbringing. This is based on your experience. And this is what we call your perception, how you perceive the world and the information that's given to you. And what happens is that data gets filtered and distorted and deleted as it's passed through this process. And then what happens is it spits out there into what we call your life. And so the saying, we don't see the way the world actually is, we see the world the way we are because our process deletes, generalizes and distorts the data and shifts it so it aligns with what we believe about ourselves. Now, it might not sound like a big idea and a little bit complicated, but that's why we say life is a mirror. It's a mirror of you. So if something's showing up for you right now, it's because it's in you, not in out there. It's in you. For example, I grew up and my mum would always say to me, you're so clumsy. You're so clumsy. And I would knock every vase over, every <laughs> ornament. And she would say to me constantly, do not knock that over. Well, later on, I learned that the unconscious does not process the word not. So what I actually heard was do knock that over. And guess what I did? I would knock it over. And throughout my life, I would find conveniently all the opportunities to knock things over. And it reinforced the belief about how I saw myself, which is I am clumsy. It became my identity. And that manifests itself into my adult life and in day-to-day -day life. And that's the way life shows up for us. So if we want the solution, if we're not achieving what we want to out here, we really need to go look at what's going on in here. And that's the gift. That, that is that is. Fantastic. I love, I, I love um, the way you think about things, you know, especially when you, you know, when you compare to life as a mirror and all these uh, different, um, I, I would say analogies that you don't really, you don't really hear that. So it's a lot of new information for me. It's really awesome. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? Your perception, like how you're perceiving and interpreting the world or what someone says is driving how you feel. And when that drives how you feel, that drives your response, right? Your actions. It drives what you think, it then drives what you feel. What you feel is leads to your body getting into physical action, whether that be in fight or flight or freeze. And that's typically what actually happens. But most people don't understand this. It's like, have you ever received a text message or a message of some kind and you've read it and gone, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. But then, but then you spoke to the person and they've been, oh, no, I didn't mean that at all. I meant something completely different. That, that's what's happening. So you're giving a piece of it data, but the way you perceived it, the way you interpreted it, you applied some kind of meaning to it. And then you felt a certain way, maybe uncomfortable, maybe even really comfortable and really excited later to discover that that's not what they meant at all. And now your reality is very different. And this is what is constantly happening in our world. But what happens is when we have a certain programming, and that's what it is, like a computer, we have programming. We have this programming, that's these bits of software that have been built up throughout our lives. We will find the things in our environment that reinforce what we believe. So do you ever notice that if you, uh, I always see this like with uh, sports teams, if you support a sports team of some kind, and you will find all the evidence to justify why your team is the better team. <laughs> oh, but we've got this player. Oh, but you, and then like, if they beat you, it's like, oh, but you cheated. <laughs> or it was the referee's fault or it was because of the weather or something like that because we want to reinforce our beliefs of what we believe about ourselves and the world and we're constantly doing it it's see but like when it comes to sports teams it's kind of nowadays people don't stay to one team like people aren't loyal to that team you know loyal to themselves sometimes when it comes because when, it, when their team's losing They'll be like, oh, I don't want to be with them anymore. I want to shift to the best team, to the one that's better. And I'm sure when it comes to mindset coaching, I'm sure you've seen that happen when people are like, this isn't working out. So I'm just going to do something else and see if that works or if that doesn't, you know, they keep on shifting over and eventually creates, a, I guess, a negative rift that they kind of get confused on what to do. Have well, you ever been in that situation? People actually notice repeating patterns. And, and that, that was the thing for me, because it's a bit like the idea of <laughs> you can go traveling, travel the world, but the only problem with traveling the world is that you go with you, <laughs> right? You can go and try a different tactic or strategy or different way of doing relationship or health or business or work. But the problem is that you go with you. You can try a new job. You can try a new woman or a new man. You can try a new health technique. And while you can try and change that component, you still go with you. And all of your programming, all of your ways of thinking, all of your behaviors, they still go with you. So until you, until you change, that there doesn't change. The results continue to repeat and you get those repeating patterns. And then people say, no, it's not the, this team doesn't work or this vehicle doesn't work or this doesn't work. 
No, it's not that any of that doesn't work. It's a bit like business. Pretty much every business model out there works. <laughs> the only problem is the people running the businesses don't work. And I always say to people that you don't have business problems. You have personal problems overflowing into your business. The business model and it like network marketing is an example. Network marketing is a fantastic model. If you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about it all the time. He's a big advocate for it. It's a model that flower works. I don't condone it. It's not something for me, but I know the model standalone works. So why is it that so many people fail? <laughs> is it anything to do with the model? Or is it everything to do with the person running the model? And that's really what it comes down to. That, that is, um, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, the, the way that you kind of described, you know, the, our, our perceptions and the way that we see things through different, um, different analogies. And also, um, where do you see yourself, uh, I guess, taking this vision that you have currently in the next, like, give or take like five years? Yeah, so where I'm going, um, one of the big things I've come to realize is that if I'm going to make a big difference in the world, I cannot do it alone. And, and the irony of it is that most men try and go it alone. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. They don't ask for help. And so where I'm going is um, I'm moving to a place where I can transform the lives of 10,000 uh, business owners, entrepreneurs around the world so that together we can create a positive change in the world. Because for me, I'm very much about, I'm a bit of an eco warrior. I like creating change and I like being aligned with my purpose. And I want to be and support around people, other leaders, people who also feel like they've got that fire burning inside of them, that they want to make a difference in some way in the world. And so that's where I'm going with it. I want to impact the lives of 10,000 uh, purpose-driven leaders in the next five years so we can together create uh, positive change in the world I, I, lo I love that man and I, I hope um, it happens for you and you become really successful it seems like right now you're being successful you're doing what you need to do to become successful you're not letting any any roadblocks um, deter you from your success and I, um, I definitely appreciate you for that and I feel like in some ways we have some things in common so because you know you're 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 impacting lives and changing lives for the better and so so am I and and I hope eventually down the line it'd be it'd be awesome that um that event, eventually we cross paths again and 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 do something together that'd be pretty cool yeah 100 and this is the thing David you're leading by example and, and this is the power, right? Most people aren't willing to lead in that way. Most people aren't willing to be messy. They want to have it ever fit every, all figured out. They want the perfect plan. They, they don't want any fear. They don't want to make mistakes. Well, the truth is that leadership can sometimes be messy, but it's about your ability to show up and just lead and lead by example. And that's exactly what you're doing. And that's what I honestly believe I do. For example, every day, for those who tune into me on, on Facebook, I actually do a run talks and I go for a run in the morning and then I habit stack and habit stacking, stacking one habit on top of the other. I then do a video 
and I talk about emotions, I talk about mindset, I talk about emotional resilience, I talk about many different things, but it's in that showing up every day in my mess, right? Sometimes I've got sweat all over me. And sometimes I'm having bad days and that does happen. I don't want to say that I don't have bad days, but the only difference is, and you see this with most successful people, is they don't stay there. They don't stay there. They don't stay in their mess. They find a way to move out of it, not from a place of suppression or avoidance of what's going on, the emotions they're experiencing around it, but they use their emotions as like a GPS. Because if you're experiencing stress in your life, it's probably your emotions way of telling your body's way of telling you, you need to put your foot on the brake. If you're experiencing some kind of fear, that's your body's way of telling you something about um, about what's going on in your life. So you can use all of that to your advantage. And the point that I'm making is about leadership is most people on social media have the perfect show reel. And I am sick to death of it. Places like Instagram, places like Facebook, people giving their highlights reel. I hate it because it paints this disillusioned version of what life is and I'm not such a hypocrite that I stay here and go all day I'm like yeah let's go and I'm so happy and ecstatic so I'm not there's days where I feel absolute crap but the difference is I'm willing to share them with people because I want to be a leader I want to be real in that and give other people the inspiration the hope that it's not just them that has bad days, but even successful people, even leaders, we all have it because you're human being. And that's the key. And so I love what you're saying and what you're doing here in the way that you're leading as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely important that we show, we show both sides, not just one. Like you said, uh, with Instagram and, and TikTok and all these uh, other social media outlets, people tend to... Uh, I guess, hide the, the, the real you, the authentic self, you know, and we need to work on, um, showing more, more, more of that. Like you said, that's how you build a leader. You build a leader when you see that, that not just the positive side and the happy side, but show them you're, you're vulnerable, that you struggle too. And I, I love that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. And actually, I've been most inspired by the leaders who've actually, and my big thing is just show up. Like, I'm just like, just show up. It doesn't matter what it looks like, just show up. I've been most inspired by leaders who have lost family relatives or have, um, you know, had massive issues in, in their lives or their businesses. And they still showed up to the, like the group coaching program that I'm on. And they still like, they're so committed to their purpose. That it didn't matter what was going on in their life. Their life and the events of their life did not define them. But they still showed up. They will have been sad or they will have been angry or would have been operating out of certain emotions. But they still showed up. And I think that's the really defining message for me is that leaders show up. Doesn't matter what's going on in life. They don't get defined by their life. They define their life. And that's really the power in that. Well, I, de I definitely appreciate the, the knowledge 
and the expertise you shared with me today. It's, it's been, it's been amazing. And I hope that a lot of my listeners and followers, um, uh, I guess, um, look up to you and listen to this, this episode and say, you know what? I've been looking at life completely different. I should, I should definitely see what I can do to be an effective leader by just listening to what he's, he's gone through and use some of his, his, uh, his techniques. And is there any way that people can, I guess, book you for coaching or do you have a book that you've written or anywhere that they can find you for any, any help? Yeah, sure. So if people want to get in touch with me, they can go to jwilliamscoaching.com. That's my main website. Um, but I'd like to uh, point people in the direction of um, jwilliamscoaching.com forward slash values. I talked about this idea of being fulfilled at the start of this call when I talked about my journey being in the military, not really knowing what really light me up. And the truth is the biggest thing that drives every decision you make every single day is something called your values. These are deep emotional states, things that are important to you. And when you understand them, when you understand what is driving you, what are the decisions, um, the decisions you make, what is driving those decisions we make about 35,000 to 50,000 every day, then you can start to use that as a template for your life to align your life to the thing that's going to light you up, make you fulfilled. And ultimately, if you love what you do and you do what you love, the byproduct of that will be the financial reward, the financial success, because naturally you'll always want to get better at it. So jwilliamscoaching.com forward slash values. There's a free uh, exercise there that you can do to understand your values. And then you can start to use that in your life as like a GPS for your life to align your life to the things that are going to give you the most joy, excitement and fulfillment. Hey, hey th thank, thank you for everything. And if you guys like to listen to this episode, uh, definitely check it out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Red Circle and all other major podcasting outlets out there. So um, as I like to always say, I like to close out with uh, with my one of my quotes is that if I can do it, so can you. So one of the things that I, I, I would like definitely about you today is if you've you shown that through, through, um, through your obstacles in your life and through all the negativity you faced, you've been able to overcome it. And you've, you're showing people that if you can do it, you know, so can others. So that, that's definitely, uh, I, I applaud you. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. All right. Well, remember, guys, if, if we can do it, so can you. <laughs>